I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, you're listening to Weather Insider for Monday, December 13th. Bernie Reno, Jessica Pash. Pash, my, I, I, I went to bed last night at halftime disgusted. As you should have. As I should have. The only thing that I, I felt, you know, they're within six, but the thing I, you, you have my pick six rule. When you get a pick six, most times you're going to win the game. If you're a good team, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to win the game. Now it's not always, although did you know that a team that has had a pick six in the Super Bowl has never lost? Hmm. I think there's, I think it's happened 11 times. I like that stat. You know, it's funny. I think the Bears, the Jaguars, and the Lions are kind of in a race of who's going to fire their head coach first. Yeah, that's right. I don't know who the answer to that is either. <laughs> but then, you know what? I got up at 11 o'clock because I got thirsty. And I figured, ah, let me see the score. 45-27. I said, well, I'm going back to bed. No need. So I'll be watching the highlights later today. Yeah, it was a high-scoring game, which is shocking because the, the, the head ref or the zebra for that game He's actually a big under referee. Is he so really? A lot of I his know. games, yeah, go under. And yeah. uh, I was surprised. By the way, how do you know that you have a gambling problem? <laughs> you know, if you start tracking the ref- referees <laughs> and what the betting stats, that's we'll move on from that stat, though. <laughs> I uh, like my stats. Yeah, that's that's I did not know that stat. <laughs> All right, let's more seriously, you know, when we left, um, Melissa and I were talking about this severe weather threat on Friday. Mm -hmm. You know, I was convinced there was severe weather. I I remember I said, I I don't know if there's several tornadoes or dozens. It ended up being dozens. I've seen this before. Anybody that follows me on Twitter, go back to my tweet, because uh, not that I was right or wrong. That's not the, the, the basis of this message. But I sent out. One of the best tools for severe weather, the low-level jet. It's the, the winds at around 5,000 feet, 850 millibars. And I've seen this before in that part of the country, especially during night, during the nighttime, late day and night. When you see a strengthening low-level jet, and it was strengthening, I think, from like 30 knots to like 70. And if you look at my map where that one o'clock, where that low-level jet strengthened from 7 p.m. Friday to 1 a.m. Saturday, concurs it it's perfectly where the severe weather occurred and it was basically where you had that long track tornado and i know jess you were in 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 at work throughout the weekend combing over the stats and in, in, mm-hmm. in the national weather service offices and it appears as though that long track tornado that's the one that went through mayfield may have may have broken the record of probably one of the most infamous infamous tornado outbreaks ever in this country that the tri-state tornado of 1925 that was on the ground it was a, a tornado that went 219 miles continuously it was on the ground for three and a half hours and there was over 700 fatalities with that now they're still looking at that but i i but it appears as though that has a chance of breaking that 
Yes. And I think that one of the key messages to take away right now is to not jump to conclusions because it's not just the National Weather Service that is out there and doing these surveys. I was reading that for damage that is beyond EF3, aerial surveys are not enough. And they actually have engineers, structural engineers that they're bringing in to look at some look of these at buildings. Look the damage, yeah. And to determine, was it an EF4? Was it potentially an EF5? And it's going to take days, not only because of, again, they have to get these specialists in, but they also have to drive to these locations where there's still search and rescue underway. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to disrupt that. They have to get to these locations that still might have, you know, trees blocking roadways or, or debris just blocking their way. So I think that all that has to be taken into consideration and just let these crews do their job and let's wait for them to, you know, make the official the take the final word basically. And for what it's worth, the National Weather Service out of Paducah did say that they believe that one of the tornadoes did start in far southwestern parts of Kentucky, I believe near Case, mm -hmm. and went all the way up towards Beaver Dam. And they call that a historic long track. So I'm not sure the length of it. They didn't put out a number, but mm -hmm something to consider it appears as though that thunderstorm actually started in northwest arkansas did mm -hmm. it not yeah so i think that's the key how long did it go but you know just and and i think you're right the, the whole ef scale is based on damage mm -hmm. and based on the damage they see that's how they get to counter you know and, and plus there's other information but it's basically based on 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 the structures and what damage but the damage i saw when you start seeing brick and mortar mm -hmm. being smashed and tossed it's at least an ef3 and i i think you're going to probably find ef4 in there i don't know about a five i don't know i will say this looking at the radar i saw the radar of that system this morning and whenever you have that much of a hook mm -hmm. you it's at least a three at yeah. least the three. I suspect they're going to find four in there. I don't know about damage, but, you know, that, that's what that's why these these people are specialized right. and, you know, looking. And I mean, they can. It's amazing. I talked to one of these uh, uh, guys from the Weather Service who goes out and do, does this and they, they find needles and haystacks all the time there. Mm -hmm. They know what to look for. They know the they know the calling cards of 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 an EF3 or an EF4 and EF5. And if there is that damage, they will find it. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting too. I believe I saw something from the National Weather Service from they put it out late last night from Paducah also. And they put estimated wind speeds, I believe it was like 187 to 205 in of an area of damage that they were looking at. So I just wanted to point that out because they're not taking EF5 off of the off range the, of off the range, yeah. yeah. I don't think you can, given that, given the damage that I saw mm -hmm. uh, again, though, let's get let's let them go out. But I mean, right. I've seen this before the the outbreak that uh, in Tennessee, mm -hmm. remember early was early. Let's see, 2000. I think it was early in 2019 was an mm -hmm. early 2020. I can't remember the years, but it was the same kind of thing, Jess a strengthening low level jet. It's not the fact, I mean, you, you want to, it, it was a strong low level jet, but it was a strengthening. That's the key. You get the speeding up of the winds, you know, uh, you know, in the, in, in the low levels, mid levels like that. Now, and, and when I saw that low level jet like that, and again, look at my Twitter account and you can see it. I mean, that's what said, wow, I've seen this before, but you know what? You just, 
you all as a meteorologist, you always pause before you go out on a limb like that and say, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to see a tornado outbreak. We're going to see 30 to 50 tornadoes. I thought about it, but, you know, there, there has been times where I've where where I've seen strong low level jets and they just produce straight wind line damage. But there's something about that part of the country, that area, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, um, you know, that alley in there uh, along the central Gulf Coast into the mid south. It's a very unique very unique spot. And I think it has to do with its location to the Gulf. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to get Gulf moisture up there. It doesn't take much. And there's something about that, that area. I've seen this happen before, but certainly, um, you know, it, at least for the short term, weather's going to be dry there, but you know, there's going to be another upper low coming out in the plains. It's nothing like what we saw on Friday or last week, but I do think there's going to be a line of, uh, some strong to severe thunderstorms going through that area at some point on Thursday. Yeah. And it's actually the same storm system that right now is across parts of the Northwest and parts of the Southwest. It's hard to tell exactly where that piece of energy is because there's kind of bursts of energy that are coming into the Northwest right now. There's multiple pieces. And so so one of those pieces eventually is going to kind of come out of, it looks like the Rockies and then a clip northward into the Northern Plains. And at that point it draws in a little bit of Gulf moisture and it looks like it's going to produce some maybe strong to severe storms. It again, like you said, doesn't look like anything like what no. we saw on Friday night. Yeah. The energy's but, lifting and mm-hmm. weakening, but the other thing it's going to do is incredible warmth on Wednesday. Yes. When I mean incredible, for example, we're going for a high temperature in Kansas City on, on Wednesday, Pash, 82 degrees. You know when the normal high hits 82 in Kansas City? When's that? June. <laughs> Early June. So, you know, when you look at temperature departures, we're, we're going 20 to 40, you know, total temperature departures. When you start talking about 20 degrees above normal, that's when you start introducing records. Yeah. You start talking about 30, 40, you're going to shatter them just absolutely obliterate records. And you know, I, I want to, there was one that I was looking at in, in particular, and you probably Des Moines. Des Moines that's exactly I the one. You were going to say that. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> the one. So we have a high there of, uh, on Des Moines, we have a high 70? temperature. 72? We have 73 <laughs> for the high. You know what the record is? 50s. 59. I mean, you're talking shattering a record. By 13 degrees. I mean, that that that's impressive. That's impressive. The, the record high I'm looking in Kansas, the record high in Kansas City is 68. You know, we're going seven. Now I see we're down to 78. But I mean, it, that's 10. I mean, that that's that pro, you one wonders if you know what I didn't look at for the whole month. Is, yeah, the whole yeah. month. What's I was the, just like that, like what's the. I'm, I'm highest temperature of the month of uh, December. So the the all time record high in Des Moines in December looks to be like it's 69. It's been a couple of times. It happened the 28th in 1984. It also happened in you see this a lot. 1939. The 30s were an incredibly, incredibly um, extreme decades. So 69 and, and, and so we're, we're going 73 in the morning. 
on Wednesday. That would break the all-time December record by four. That's significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blowtorch. That is a blowtorch. But it all it all starts in the West. We talked about this last week. You know, they're already thumping snow up above 7,000 feet. And you've heard, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet because that upper low, that's going to plow into California this afternoon. Yeah, and it, if, it, it, if you did, you look at the infrared satellite, it looks like did, did you see the upper low off the coast? It looks like popcorn. The clouds. I looked at it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. it was up uh, near the Gulf of Alaska. Yeah. Now it's come south. So not only do you have unst- uh, uh, moisture, but you have cold air. So snow levels are going to crash this afternoon. You're going to upslope. I mean, you get tremendous upslope. So once you get above 7,000 feet, you're, someone's going to come in. I can see how someone comes in with 100 inches out of this. Uh, I think you're going to see seven, eight feet, you know, you know, 84, 96. Someone's going to come in with that. I don't know if it's Mammoth Mountain or it's Lassen Park, but someone's coming in. You know, I could see how someone comes in close to nine feet of snow with this. Just this system alone. That's how hard it's going to snow. But, you know, they've already been it's already over two inches of rain in, in, in San Francisco, San Francisco. They can get rain, but it's not easy to get rain there because they don't get any upslope. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's been pouring all day in the Bay Area. Yeah. And some good rain looks like it's going to push southward tomorrow yeah. into uh, Los Angeles and yeah. to uh, San Diego. So they're going to get some good soaking rainfall out of this. And boy, we know they need it. Yeah. One to three inches of rain. I, I think they'll get one to three inches of rain. You know, the other thing is I think the ski resorts are going to be, you know, I said they'd be dancing in the streets. I mean, Big Bear Lake, I think they're going to get six to 12 inches of snow. And the other place you got to watch out for later tomorrow is the grapevine. I-5 through Tahone Pass. It's around 4,000 feet, a little over 4,000 feet. I don't think they're going to get a lot of snow, but I could see a coating to an inch or two. And you know what? You see this all the time. People in California driving that pass, no matter what the forecast is, they're never, ever, ever prepared for snow. <laughs> never. They're never. There will be if they get an inch or two of snow, they'll get stuck on top That's of that mountain. Funny. They're never prepared for snow. It going up over that. That's a huge pass, because if you want to get into Los Angeles from the San Joaquin Valley, you've got to go up. over. I mean, you can go over the PCH and come down. But the straight way is coming right over that I-5 over to home, over to home pass. And uh, I, you know, I think I, I think it could get icy there. And when it gets icy, it'll get shut down. You only need an inch or two of snow and you'll shut that pass down for for, for hours until they can get work on it. But that's a big storm. And then that's the storm that we're talking about in the Midwest as we get into Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And it does look like there's kind of another little piece yeah. of energy that moves in beyond the main core energy. Maybe Wednesday to Thursday brings a little yeah. bit more snow. Not yeah, as I think impressive, that, but no, I think there could be another one to three feet in the in the in the in the Sierra with this. Mm. You know, one not not at 6000 but up above 7. These systems they when they come in because it's just tremendous they get into that west southwest flow, you get tremendous upslope flow. Someone, you know, it, it while this is going to produce probably I don't know 5 to 10 feet of snow. This storm that we're dealing with from, you know, 6000 feet to to like, you know, up in the upper, uh, you know, seven, eight thousand feet, five to ten. I think the next one's one to three. So by the end of the storm, I think there's going to be locations that over that will have over 12 feet of snow. 
in the Sierra when we end this on on uh, no, it's up. It's probably up over nine thousand feet, but that counts, you know. So heck did of a storm. Look, did you look ahead to next week? Now that front, I did. That, front I did. that comes through with the storm that moves through. Yes, the northern plains. Yeah, it looks like a piece of that front stalls out across yeah. the south central the southeast and then you kind of get these waves that may develop along the front it looks interesting one doesn't of them, it yeah, yeah one of them rides up north it looks it, it as i was i was talking to alex is not we're cooking something up for christmas week here i i don't yeah, have the details not new but years. I, not, not new years well i don't know about new year's i haven't looked that far but you're right because the flow goes a little more zonal you get little intrusions of cold air that begins this weekend behind one wave. We'll even have to keep an eye on this thing on Saturday because you're right. That first front comes through. It stalls over the weekend and then a wave comes. Even that has to be watched. It's probably just for New England that can get some accumulating. So but see, then the cold air comes down. It's not Arctic air, but it's cold enough for snow. And then you have these systems coming in on that westerly flow and it doesn't take much. To get one of those, it does look as though it may warm up a little bit, a little bit before Christmas. But I agree. It looks interesting next week. Let's not jinx it. Let's not. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking for some snow in the mid-Atlantic and northeast. And those of you that follow me on Twitter know that, that that's my story. I look for that. But every time I've been looking for that. I've been disappointed by the pattern because I thought I thought a couple of weeks ago we were going to have a storm. Never happened. It's never worked out so far this season. There have just been cold fronts, no waves. When the waves do form, they're way to the north. And there's just. So one more thing I yeah. was going to ask, Chicago yeah. still hasn't gotten any measurable no. snow, right? No, it I don't know. look like no. anything. No, I, I don't, you know, yeah, no, I don't think so. Maybe sad. I was thinking that that wave Saturday, that front comes across the area Wednesday night in the Thursday, it stalls. And then another wave can, can something get up there Friday night, Saturday? I think we'd have mm. to watch that wishful thinking might be, might be, but you know, that's what we're, I'm here to look for problems. <laughs> And I think next week is a different pattern. It does appear as though that we, we're not done in the West. We've got more, more potential problems. We'll see how that works out. I don't like commenting too much on the West because I've seen, you know, I don't know if this system's going to cut off, but it does appear as though there could be another system coming in, you know, early next week with more rain, more snow and a much colder system. Right. And if that's the case, then it's going to warm up in the east. If that system's that strong, if it's not, then that's how we cook up something around Christmas Eve from the Midwest toward the Northeast. So remember we'll that see. rule of thumb I told you if I have to drive anywhere, where, yeah, you know, when, what, what day are you driving again? I'll, well, it'll be uh, the 29th. So yeah. mm. a couple days after Christmas. Well, we'll see. All right. Well, by the way, for those of you keeping score, Big Bernie is up over oh. baby over baby got Dak by only 30 points. Just closed, closed the gap a little bit. She made the classic mistake I did. She took MBS for Green Bay <laughs> like I did in my other league instead of Melvin Gordon. And he got us what? Three points. Even, well, MBS had that touchdown. He had the 
ball and ball and he dropped oh. it. I saw that. Typical but, MVS. So back to our league. Big Bernie is beating Baby Got Dak by 30 points, but Baby Got Dak has uh, uh, we have Jefferson, Jefferson. Jen Bef- mm-hmm. Ben Jefferson tonight. And I have the kicker for the Cardinals. And I think the Cardinals yeah. might lose tonight. I don't know. Something's telling me no, the Rams. Are I'm pull all this one over out. that one. I, I agree with you. In the NFL, you got to think, you've got to think, uh, what's the word? Um, if something seems too good to be true, it probably isn't. And I think the Rams win tonight. I you absolutely think? win. I think the Rams win tonight. I think they win. They absolutely are going to win this game tonight. And also, there was only one upset this entire weekend. So what one was that, that tells that? me I, the uh, the Falcons and the oh, yes. Panthers. And, and Panthers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Falcons are a funny team. No. By the way, you and I must be because you know who I you know who I'm playing tonight. My other league, mm. Prater. Mm. I have Prater as well. Yeah, he's so. been pretty good so far. I'm just hoping. I'm hoping that the Rams get a huge lead. Maybe Van Jefferson gets a touchdown and a good amount of yards, and then the Cardinals are stuck kicking field goals all night, and that's how I win. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're only down by 30. It's not an insurmountable lead, and Baby Got Dak needs this. Yeah. Sneak into the playoffs. Big yes. Bernie's already wrapped it up. I'm in the playoffs. You wrapped it up like six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I've had a good season. I've had a good season. You know, every you know how fantasy is, though. I mean, it, yeah. It, you know, sometimes everything just works and sometimes everything works. And, and sometimes works nothing works at all. So <laughs> I'm riding the wave. I'm riding the wave. But once we get the playoffs, all that ends. Yeah. And you're starting fresh. So we'll see what happens. All right. So Jess and I will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk more about this Western storm. We're going to talk about that heat and we're going to, I'm going to start mongering a little bit for next week. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a little, just a little. Just a little, just a breath of winter. Can we have a breath? (laughs) All right. Make sure you download the AccuWeather app. Um, We'll keep you updated on the storms. Uh, Also, some of the video we have of the destruction in in Kentucky and Tennessee is just absolutely frightening. Uh, So Mm -hmm. we have that on there so you can look at and you can you can see what we were talking about when with the EF scales on some of the damage and you could see brick and mortar just destroyed. And once you see that. That's usually, you know, EF3, but you can take a look at that and we'll uh, we'll certainly keep you updated. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest in breaking weather news, be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuRaino. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.